Okay. Good. Good. Glad we got everything taken care of. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hello. Welcome back. It's me, my parents, and Liam Neeson, where we watch the Liam Neeson movies with my parents. <laughs> That's and the, good. And then we talk about them, and we talk about um, how much peril Liam Neeson's character is in in this film. And for the past couple of weeks, we've been riding kind of a low train of Liam Neeson mostly being upset or sad or happy or not being beaten up. Not and, being in a perilous situation. Yeah, I rest assured we found one of the few movies <laughs> where he gets beat up, and we have watched that one for you today. Uh, it is the film Nonstop from 2014. We didn't introduce ourselves. We did not, so we better do that oh, before we stop, forget. Back up. Back back up. up. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. All right, back to Nonstop from 2014. <laughs> Nonstop. Podcast. Actually, zero to Neeson was zero. zero. The zero to Neeson on this one was definitely zero. <laughs> This one, uh, quite successful, actually. I This would have been fun to see in a theater. Mm-hmm. This one got four times its budget back. Uh-huh. So this one, That's pretty actually good. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, international co-production among France, US, UK, and Canada. Okay. It is, where is the fact here? The second collaboration between the director, Jean-Colette Serrat, and Liam Neeson after Unknown. Oh. Okay. Another film oh. in which Liam Neeson is accused of something that he didn't do <laughs> and has to figure it out by the end of the movie. <laughs> Though this one goes about it in a slightly different manner. Mm-hmm. I think so. But I would say... This Liam, was an entertaining Liam film. Liam Neeson being framed and having to do violence to become unframed uh, is kind of a theme of his movies a little bit. Well, it, perhaps he's been typecast into that in his several bit, of his in, movies in, of anyway. the, in the last yeah. fifteen years. I uh, things were I uh, we were looking into of where things were filmed. I uh, filming began in York at York Studios in Queens. Okay, the first film filmed at that particular film studio. Okay, it was then filmed at JFK. Okay, okay. to start. Which hey, I've sense. been there. Yeah. Seems logical. And the other one was Long Island MacArthur Airport. Oh, really? Which is in... Uh, Long Island. Wrong <laughs> Concoma. It's uh, in the town of... It used to be in the town of Islip. Or it is in the town of Islip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it used to be called Islip Airport. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. It's... It's, a it's got three runways and two helipads. It's probably as big as our airport. At the, <laughs> at the end, that was the airport? I believe so. And they just... Screened in something they probably to make it just look Icelandic. In, yeah, <laughs> probably. Unfortunately. Okay. Spoiler alert. We just told them where the plane lands. The plane lands somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we told them the plane lands. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, of course the plane lands. You the good knew guys, it was the good going guys to. have to win. The good guys win. Yeah. Uh, okay. Spoiler <laughs> alert. The good guys win. Now we've wrecked the, the whole. The question movie. is, who are the bad guys? Oh. Shh. Of course, there's bad Don't guys. Don't tell them who the okay. bad guys are. Some, okay. Besides the people that we may have seen before in this. There's something interesting on the wiki about it, because uh, there's a bit about possible sequel. Hmm. Oh, but, it's oh. in the works? Maybe? Oh, that's interesting. Let me look at that. They had an interview with the producer, Joel Silver, okay. who I probably mm-hmm. should look at, yeah. uh, stated that it would not be happening on a plane again. Also, there isn't anything in the works. Okay. But I need to think of a way to put them in an equal situation. But when I make a sequel, I like to replicate the experience, not replicate the movie. Ah, Okay. Which is something that I feel some sequel people don't do very well mm-hmm. with a sideways glance at the Taken movies. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Or the Bourne movies, or the... Replicate the experience, but not the movie. Or the... There's the trilogy of movies that started with uh, Olympus Has Fallen, which I've seen all of uh, Gerard Butler action movies. Mm -hmm. Right. It's Olympus Has Fallen where terrorists take the White House. Then there's London Has Fallen where terrorists take... I think it's a G8 summit in mm -hmm. London. And then there's E... Uh, is it called Eagle Has Fallen? Don't know. I haven't I, watched it. That's the one that's where the president gets... There's an assassination attempt on the president and they and he gets blamed for it and mm -hmm. has to go on the run from the American government. Not mm. a mom movie. Definitely not a mom movie. I mean, it's Gerard Butler. He's not often in movies mom appreciate. Well, yeah. there is that. There is in that. any case, I that... Just theory on sequels, I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to poke Joe Silver and make that webpage load while we talk about other people who are in this, such as Julianne Moore. Yeah, we've seen her before. We've seen her. And this time she was wearing more clothes. She was. Mm -hmm. uh, she kept all her clothes on in this movie. Yeah, uh, like as opposed for the whole movie. to As opposed to the time when she was in Chloe and took all her clothes off. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, and let's the, just not go there today. In the room of ocean non-compliance. <laughs> room of ocean non-compliance. <laughs> uh, Sir's also appearing in this film. Uh, Michelle Dockery, who Mom rightly pointed out as being from Downtown Abbey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what we call it here at our yeah. house. Downtown uh, Abbey. James J. Hill House, mm -hmm. Minnesota's Downtown Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think so. Uh, she was in. She didn't. Wasn't really in a lot of things until Downtown Abbey. Right, that she was did like a British TV a little bit. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Corey Stoll, who I recognized from Ant Man and House of Cards, he was the NYPD officer. He was the NYPD guy. Yeah. The but, other flight yeah. attendant. Mm -hmm. is, she looks familiar. I I think she's an up and coming was she African in actress. Black Panther. I will check. Dan is looking it up. Hang on. The internet people. says not only was she in Black Panther, she was also in Twelve Years a Slave. That's and, it. Yes. That was her breakout. And Star Wars The Force Awakens. I didn't remember that. Role. I think 12 Years a Slave was her breakout. Yeah. So, yep. She was one of the security people in Black Panther. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of the guys I looked up was the captain. Uh, is Linus Roach. He's been in a lot of things. He was in Batman Begins. Well, I wouldn't know that. Can't remember the character role. Thomas Wayne. Oh. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen him before. Mm -hmm. I immediately recognized him from the Chronicles of Riddick, and I don't know why that one in particular, but hmm. he's like a right-hand man of the bad guy who ends up being a believing in Riddick and giving him like the final pass to go have the big fight scene at the end. Well, that's crazy. I remember that for sure. I don't know if he's in other things that we should have talked about on this, oh, but definitely not. he was in... Batman Begins, so we have technically had to talk about him before. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Joel Silver, uh, boy, he's done a lot of stuff. Filmography. Uh, oh, man. He, he's a busy man? He co-produced Xanadu from well, 1980. That's a couple years ago. Wow. Lethal Weapon, Predator, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon 2, Die Hard 2, Predator 2, obviously, Last Boy Scout, I mean, as long as we're doing all of these, Demolition Man. Wow. This guy's done a lot of stuff. He's a busy man. Oh, he's the executive producer on the Dungeons and Dragons movie. 
Wow. That movie's bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. I'll Don't skip it. Watch. I'll skip that oh, one. Oh, The Matrix. Okay, there we go. Okay. And that's now we've just finally hit the year 2000. This guy does it on a lot of stuff. Right. Well, good so, for him. Hmm. Uh, apparently he picks him some winners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually talking about the movie now. Well, I think this is a film that if you like Liam Neeson and you like action and you like a, a good mystery, you, you, you would yes. enjoy this film. There, we spent a decent amount of this film comparing it to The Commuter mm-hmm. for the obvious reasons of Liam Neeson, an old man who does keeping the people safe jobs, is on a metal tube. A transportation used, metal device. Metal tube used <laughs> to move people from one place to another and is being coerced by an outside force to perform for them. Their dastardly deeds. Unless he wants bad things to happen. Right. So. That sounds pretty familiar. Yeah. Right. I think Commuter did a better job of of setting us up. This one had better, I think this one had better story, better overall plot. Mm -hmm. Commuter had better character developed. Mm -hmm. Ah. That's going to be my difference. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that we're in it for the character development. Yeah. If we're going to be honest. Right. We so, are. I think so. This movie told us too much and didn't let us see enough. Right. And Not it, until we got we were way into the film. But even then, they were telling us. True. They the big emotional moment happened too late in the film, which too was late fun. for us. Too late for us. It that was, made you care about the character. Yeah. We mm-hmm. should have started caring about him a lot earlier. Uh, well, we care about him because he's in the title of our podcast, yeah. but that's not enough. No. We, w- we want more. We do. And most people are not recording a podcast about him and will need more to go on. Uh, any In any case, uh, we can tell some of this. This one's one that people should watch, so we're going to mm-hmm. save some of this stuff. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it. But early on in it, we can tell him some stuff of when we watched Commuter, it started with about three minutes of a montage that covered 10 years of a marriage. And it did it with basically no dialogue. It did it without having to go three years later. Three years later. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we ju- you just... It did not take much smarts to figure out what was going on. This one, in order to establish his character, like the first thing he does is make himself an Irish coffee. For those of you who are 12 years old... Uh, in Irish coffee is coffee, but you put alcohol in it. That's called flavoring. It is. He flavors it with alcohol. <laughs> uh, so we've, and then shortly after that, we're hearing talking about flight stuff, and he's at an airport, and we're thinking, oh, he's going to be drunk on an airplane. Not the first time that ever. Not happened. the first time that ever happens. Uh, it ta- They do have good use of video and audio editing to help us understand that he's not just drinking. He is drunk. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he's very definitely tipsy. Yep. Mm-hmm. His way he's not paying fully paying attention to his surroundings. The camera blurs in and out. The audio sounds like when... If uh, some things are just blurred. Yeah. They're dulled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs into some people, which you'll pay attention to later. Right. Uh, that's not a spoiler. It just... That's good film. That's good filming right there. That's good, you know, developing of, you know, side characters. Right. Uh... I did appreciate, and I mentioned this while watching, the way that text messages were popping up. Yes, because there's a, a, quite a bit of the film 
uh, you have to read the text messages yeah. on the screen. Yeah, and p- fans of shows like Sherlock mm-hmm. will know that an easy way to do that is to have the text messages appear on the screen. And usually in those kind of shows, they will have it be slightly stylized mm-hmm. because the best way to bring across non-verbally the character of the voice is through the visual presentation of the words. Sure. And in the, one of the ones they did here was uh, a phone with a broken screen spoilers where the crack on the screen was a flat overlay mm-hmm. over where the text messages were appearing. And so it looked like the crack was on our TV screen as they were scrolling up. Right. So, which is a little detail, but I liked it because I like that kind like of thing. Like you were really reading the message on the phone. Yeah. On a cracked screen yeah. phone. Now, yeah. it, it would have been easy enough for them to just like put cracks over each message and the cracks would slide up the screen. Mm-hmm. But this was a nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really not going to be able to talk about this too much because things start happening quite quickly. And mm-hmm. made me upset quickly, but it took a while for it to turn around and make me not upset about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the costuming is fine. Fine. It's Nothing 20, to get too excited about. It's the twenty tens. They look like they're from the twenty tens. They totally look like they're from the twenty tens. Yeah. His phone looks like it's from two thousand and four. That's I, what I guess. I pulled the parents and asked him where <laughs> they thought his phone was from, and they said two thousand and four. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think when. No, it. Because think about the... Well, it had a our, color screen on it. But it was a phone that you hold sideways you hold and, and you slide. slide it up to type. Yeah. A couple of our kids had phones like that. In 2014? No, 2009. Okay, that's still five years before the film. Hmm. Well, think remember. back to the last scene... You know when the you know then things were revealed and we yeah. had, and we were given somewhat of a timeline. Well, that just gives us an earliest point, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we assume a couple of years after that yeah. because of mm-hmm. things. So yeah. maybe this wasn't supposed to be really. Se- yeah, they never they never said a date. We're just mm-hmm. assuming that it was modern day to when the film was made. Because mm-hmm. right. I mean, there are a couple of years here. Because there. a lot of people had smartphones. Yeah, but it's oh yeah no everybody had phones. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well. I mean, the scenery, there's, you know, you're looking at the inside of a plane, yeah. inside of an Business airport. Business class looked pretty cool. I would like to see that sometime. <laughs> that looked that looked um, pretty fancy. I yeah. don't know if it's realistic or not. Well, I, I did see the inside of, uh, when I went to, to Germany and flew, I peeked at the, or I had to walk past it maybe when I was deplaning, the these new lounger things. Oh, yeah. where I mean, you could... You, you totally you lay back and sleep. Oh, yeah. You make a bed out of them. And yeah. they don't look like regular seats anymore. Mm-hmm. No. no. So, we will maybe one day get to see what that looks like. Well, I could see class. it, but my butt's not going to see it. We don't get to experience it. it. <laughs> yeah. No, we get the no leg $10,000 later, maybe. Maybe. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> That's kind of... Anyways, there is much killing on the airplane... I, this Which is good for us in our podcast, yeah, because we've had some really low numbers in the parameter. We have, and this one was definitely not a zero. It's not a ten. I don't think it's a ten. It's by no, no means a ten. No, I don't think you're going to get there. But. No, but I think it's what, up there. What was the well? The most peril was very much at the end. I don't know. I thought that one scene with that one guy 
That's, that time in you, that confined space. You, yeah. That's only because you believe that a bathroom in an airplane is inherently perilous. I do. <laughs> I do. I Just think, because it's the space it is. Yes. I, but I think our listening audience would agree that... Yeah. They suck that poop right out of the airplane. It does not stay there. <laughs> no, but it's all the men who stand to pee and pee all over everything in the bathroom. That's what makes it perilous. That's why I don't pee on airplanes. <laughs> that doesn't Ugh. happen all the time. Are you oh, in there watching in them? Experience. How do you know that's happening? Okay. Hey, I've used airplane bathrooms plenty, and they're usually not that bad. Oh, it's because the oh. stewardesses go in trip, there. Maybe a new trip to and from Germany. I don't know. <laughs> I, I cannot recall. I'd have to keep Anyways. a diary of that. I'm not okay. keeping a diary of airplane bathrooms. All right. So, nope. you know, possible bodily fluids aside... <laughs> <laughs> Which I do not think are going to be significant on the peril scale. They didn't show that. No, they didn't. It was just intimated in my mind. I and without saying too much about the peril that occurs, though I think it's fair to say punching, kicking, stabbing, and shooting happens. Mm-hmm. It does happen. And and it doesn't happen just once. No, I think there's the constant threat of peril mm, that's as true. well, and we know that's not. Yeah. Threat doesn't really equal well, peril, or stress no. doesn't equal peril. It's physical threat, though. Well, not so very. It was there. not to him, though. For most of the film, it was not to him. True. True. true it true, was. True. The, oh, so does that make it an eight, not a nine? It was the yeah, sadness probably. of a peril happening to other people, which spurred him on. Mm-hmm. And only near the end of the film did it become peril to him and also everyone. Except at that point where you were saying this happened too early. Yes, that was peril. It was. There was that. There was that for sure. There was bits in the. There was a bit in the middle, and then there was the big bit at the end. Yeah, and I uh, definitely the first and the third one were I uh, lethal peril, <coughs> and the middle one not so much. The first and the third one were lethal yeah. peril. They were. You know, you you think about our, our criticism of movies sometimes, and there was that that major faux pas of. The adult helping the child with the oxygen. Oh yeah, no, that was the most peril ever. That was that was a major faux pas in the filming. Yeah, because the adult helped the child. I'll first. tell you, there was one other major faux pas in the filming. If you think about it, all right, it's a plane descending rapidly. Yeah, and then pulling out of a dive. Oh yeah, the wings would snap off. No, <laughs> the wings would be fine, except for the stuff was floating up. Yeah, when they were pulling out of a dive, it would be the opposite force. Yeah. The things would be sucked into the ground. No, no, but into the, the floor. no, but he had to max pain the final shot. <laughs> totally did. For I mean, those, it was, for those it of was you, a good move. Yeah, but it didn't work physically. Okay. For those, physics. Okay, for those of physics. you who were born after the year nineteen, before the year nineteen ninety, allow me to explain Max Payne. <laughs> max Payne was a video game. Uh, they've made a couple of them, and they've made a movie, and the movie was not terribly good, uh, but. Max Payne was one of the first, if not the first, video game to feature what is called bullet time. Now, those of us who watch movies will recognize bullet time as the thing what the Matrix does. Mm-hmm. Right. Of things slow down. It's kind of it's kind of six million dollar man-ish. Mm-hmm. I uh, where and his, and his thing was very definitely you walk running into your room and you're like there's bad guys in there, so you jump through the door. 
sideways, and everything goes in slow motion as you carefully pick off the bad guys and then right. land. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens here. Spoilers. Yes. <laughs> so, physics aside... Physics mm-hmm. aside... <laughs> I mean, it was a good scene, and it was kind of cool to see how they pulled it off, but mm-hmm. my first thought was... That's not how physics works. No, it's really not. That's okay. not how gravity works. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. Okay, so what are we giving this one? I said eight. She said eight. Mm, at least seven. At D- least seven. Dan is making a face. I'm going seven. I don't know why. Well, you already marked it down. I you... haven't marked it down oh. yet. <laughs> hmm. So I'm the tiebreaker here? Yeah. You are. And we aren't doing halves. No. No, we did that there's, once. There's a, there's a .5 two movies above this one, and it's bothering me even now. <laughs> I guess I'm going to move to the seven. All right. Okay. The .5 was, oh, third person, because I think you got hit with the purse once or something. Oh, dear. Cool. That's... He, he didn't get shot, I don't think, so I... I had to ramp it down one. Yeah, he, yeah, he got stabbed. Oh, that's true. He did. True, he did. He didn't get stabbed. He didn't get shot though. Yeah, uh, almost. All right. A lot. Well, Have a that's great an, week. That's enough for that. Bye.